How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I think more often we need to start Ken out with an entire warm-up beer on his own because now he's <laughs> quoting the ladies' man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is the Rock and Roll Happy on Alt-94.9, supported by Mason Aleworks, your everyday beer for every situation. From Respecto Mexican Lager, perfect for a day at the beach, the rich, smooth, cash Imperial Coffee Stout, ideal for sitting around a campfire with your friends. Mason Aleworks has you covered. It's Jeremy with me, as always. St. Kenneth Wright, our craft beer evangelist. And then we've got a, we got a whole bunch of people in the studio tonight. I love a Friday night when I have all this energy around me and all this beer to boot. We've got, uh, well, sitting next to Ken, Colin, okay, so you're Ken's boss at PCA. He's yes, my other boss. Yes. He's uh, the boss you- who buys me ice cream on weekends <laughs> and takes me to the zoo. Jeremy, that's not true. Don't have him pin us against each other. But, <laughs> dude, last time we had you on the show, you're also working for Mammoth Brewing as that well. That is correct, yes. But we're not talking about Mammoth Brewing. You're here in a, uh, a PCH capability tonight. I am here just to represent PCH, which, of course, stands for a pretty cool hangout. It's not Pacific Coast Highway? Well, yeah, we are on Pacific Coast Highway. But, you know, we like to play around. Yeah, pretty now- cheap hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's something that goes on with you guys in our brew we have in question tonight. Uh, Northern Pine Brewing out of Oceanside. We've got, uh, let me if I can remember, we, we have Aaron, Bobby, Chad, Annie, and Joanna, right? Correct. Welcome to the program. This Thank is your, you. your first time in here. It's, it's great to see all these smiling faces and all this fantastic beer. Ken personally has vouched for the beer you brought tonight. So we're going to yeah. walk through five fantastic beers. This about- is not my fault if these beers suck, by the way, <laughs> which, which they will not, I guarantee Ken you. Ken didn't pick these beers. It won't be our fault yeah. either. Give me the details. Northern Pine Brewing. I mean, I kind of expected you guys to be out of like, I don't know, Yukaipa instead of Oceanside. What what the hell is with the name? Well, we wanted to bring a little cabin feel to the beach, basically. So my wife and I are from Idaho and Bobby's from Rochester, New York. Could not find two more opposite <laughs> styles yeah. of life. Yeah, San Diego, right? So how did you guys get together? If you're, I mean, if you're from that far away, what was the galvanizing point between you two? So we were both prior Marines. I was stationed out here from 2000 till 2006 up at Camp Pendleton and uh, Aaron was stationed on the East Coast from 2002 till 2007. We were both helicopter mechanics while we were in. We, we ended up uh, getting jobs as helicopter mechanics as civilians working on base. We met through mutual friends that way. I was homebrewing at the time. Aaron came down with a big craft beer interest from the Northwest, and we just kind of hit it off. What made you decide to land in Oceanside? Well, uh, we happened to live a few blocks from the brewery, so that helps. Yeah. But we, lo- we love Oceanside. Um, when we, we ran a Kickstarter for some of our initial funding, and when we came up with our initial logo, <laughs> we put Oceanside in the name before we even had the location. So we love the city we were always going to be a part of Oceanside no matter what fortunately that worked out or we would have had to get new shirts it was just contingent on merchandise yeah <laughs> everything fell on the shirt did you kickstarter fund the brew house or uh how, how, did, how did that come about it, it was a portion of it so uh we have a pretty unique brew house we were going to get something smaller than what we ended up with and then a unique opportunity came across through some craigslist searching <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what you could find on craigslist brew houses sex computers <laughs> car parts exactly so uh it all started with bobby was searching around one morning and then I received an email with a subject line that said dude with about 13 exclamation marks. Yeah. One of my favorites. That's not just a dude. That's it's a dude! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, so open it up and it was a Craigslist ad for this brew house up in Colorado that was for sale with unique uh, brewing history. It's tied to San Diego actually because uh, it 
It has one of uh, Stone's original brewers, Lee Chase. When he was working for Stone, he was sent up on an episode of Monster Garage, and uh, the theme of that episode was to put a brewery in the back of a fire truck. After the show ended, and you know they successfully completed the the job there, so it made its way back up to uh, Denver, Colorado. It stopped at uh, Bluesapalooza, I believe. Stone had it on at one of their anniversaries. Bluesapalooza, yes. We saw this thing. It was uh, not the most attractive setup, to say the least. So you basically have a a former Frankenstein brew house that was built for a fire truck, and you're now making beer out of it in Oceanside. Exactly. I love it. What is this first beer you poured out for us? This beer, it's a Czech Pilsner. We call it the Dawn of Jan, and uh, we named it after one of our dear friends, Jan, who is from Czech. This is a very true-to-style Czech Pils. Um, all Pilsner malt, a little bit of acidulated malt, very low fermentation temperatures, oh, all good. Saz hops. So. Did, did, uh, did Jan get the first pint? He did get the first pint. Good for him! <laughs> this is so crushable. What's the ABV on this? 5-6. Uh, <laughs> Let's drink Jan's Czech Pils and uh, a song for him. I'm, I'm pretty sure with a name like Jan, He's got to love Daft Punk. Here's harder, better, faster, stronger. It's a rock and roll happy hour on Alt 94.9. Cheers, John. Ken, don't tell me that that was directed at me. No, not at all, Jeremy. Thank you. It is the rock and roll happy hour on Alt 94.9. Already saucy. Two <laughs> beers into the program, and he's sauced. Woohoo, baby, I'm back. Drinking with our friends from Northern Pine Brewing out of Oceanside. Uh, we just started off the program with a Pilsner for Jan. He got the first one uh, about uh, 6.15, you said you tapped that? So That's he, correct. He's drinking that and listening to the program. So, Jan, thank you for inspiring such a fantastic beer. Now uh, we, we're going to try another one. Uh, this uh, this smells very saisony. Ken, what do you think of that? I, I, I noticed Ken took a very I, long pause. I had a hard time putting this one down. Didn't <laughs> did know did you bring stop. more? Because Ken's already almost through with his glass. Wow, I All know right. I'm supposed to sip, but this was so, so good. This is your saison. What's your take on this style of beer? So uh, again, like the Czech Pilsner, this one is uh, pretty true to style. So it's a yeast forward beer with Belgian two row and some Vienna malt, um, Kent Golding's hops. But what we did was we used uh, French saison yeast which we've done quite a few recipes with, most of which have not made it to the menu yet. But we like that yeast because you can basically just not temp control it. You can uh, you can pitch it pretty warm and just let it run free. And it, as you can taste, it carries itself really well. A lot of notes come through. You don't really need a lot of spice with it. So This is one of those really good porch beers. Or a lawnmower beer, if you will. Just something you want to sit back. Well, well, hold a- hold afternoon on. sippers. Yeah, hold on, Cowboy. What's the ABV on this? It is it's, 7.2, so just be careful. It's 7.2. San Diego Session. Did you add any spice to this, or is that just it the essence It has the some yeast? seeds of paradise that we put into the whirlpool. Um, other than that, it's all the yeast that's the being carried forward. Pepper. You, guys, you guys seem very traditional to style. Is, is that just inspiration of uh, your brewing background, your home brewing background, replicating styles, finding things you like, riffing off inspirations? We kind of start that way when we're developing a recipe. Some of them, like the Czech pills, that's just, to us, it's not a recipe that we want to play with. It's good. It came out nice the first time we did it, so we just we kept making it the same way. Same thing with this. This has actually turned into one of our flagship beers, which has been a pleasant surprise. We do have variations of it, some with fruit. Uh, we have a dark saison that's on tap right now called Hooked on Necropolis. <laughs> we'll clash class, I was going to say, that's a clash reference. I get that. Now, you guys aren't opposed to breaking the rules, and I know just recently that's why we have uh, Colin here from PC you guys did a collab brew with them in the privateer, didn't you? Yeah, we just did uh, about a week ago. What What did you guys do? What can we look forward to? We've got a uh, awesome uh, collaboration coming out <laughs> that we're only going to be able to find at 
Privateer in Oceanside at PCH Sports Bar and Grill and at Northern Pine. We brewed a uh, just an easy drinking, sessionable blonde ale. Uh, single hopped with uh, Tettinger and um, just been, should come out at about 5.5%. It's yeah. sitting in tanks right now. Yep. We did have a little fun with the recipe. Nicely. We took a kind of a German lager inspired, so we did uh, all Pilsen malt. We did a pretty hefty <clears throat> Whirlpool edition of that Tettening, so there is going to be some good hop aroma. But So it's almost like a smash beer with a twist. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, when can we find that on tap at BCH? Uh, I believe we're going to have July that 7th? July 7th is going to yes. be our big launch party. Woo! Yeah. I like that. And we're so, going to make it an entire we're uh, Pacific party. Coast Highway fun party about it. So <laughs> it's and actually going to release at PCH in the morning for the breakfast hour. And then we're going to bike ride over to Northern Pine on the other side of Oceanside. And we're going to hit the lunch crowd there, hang out for a little bit. And then we're going to bring it on back to Privateer for the dinner hour. <laughs> By God. Yep. You are a beast. Do the O-side <laughs> slide, you know? <laughs> there's be, a uh, Wait, there's a name for day drinking like that in Oceanside? Oh, yeah. It's the O-side it's slide, man. It's called every day in Oceanside. Yeah, I thought it was called yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Let's crush this. Let's get to some tunes. Uh, when we come back, I know um, you guys just did a, a, a ghost. It's a rock and roll happy on all 94.9. Cheers. Tonight we're drinking with a new brewery you need to know about. Northern Pine Brewing out of Oceanside. It is the Rock and Roll Happy Hour on Alt 94.9. It's Jeremy with me as always. Our San Diego indie beer evangelist, St. Kenneth Wright, and the crew from Northern Pine Brewing just finished off the Sazed and Confused Saison. And, you know, as I was wrapping up my glass of that, I kind of realized while I was drinking that beer that it might be really, really good with food. I had all these images of cheese and charcuterie. And I imagine, you know, a beer like that would go really good as part of like a pairing dinner. Funny you should say that. We actually have a pairing dinner coming up with the Union Group. They have uh, a couple gastro pubs, down, uh, one down in uh, the Gas Lamp, one in Encinitas, and we're going to team up with them and their uh, team of chefs and do a beer pairing. So uh, this next beer we've actually poured out for you is uh, Goza that was brewed specifically for that menu. Oh, that smells good. Mm. Is it Goza? That smells Goza. Ken, what is a Goza stylistically? Yeah, and first of all, these two styles get confused all the time. Goza There's and Goose, goose right? And a goose, of course, is a blended lambic. Very tart, very sour, very funky, traditional Belgian. A goza is something that's meant to be very light, very quaffable. Often there's a pinch of salt in there, slightly tart. Because usually when you see goes, there's like apricot goes with sea salt. Right. Now, is this a salted goes? Absolutely. And and funny you mentioned the apricot because we did do an apricot goes oh, with Oh, nailed it! And the fruit is lovely on this. Thank you. We went really light on the fruit. Uh, we wanted to showcase the beer, showcase the wheat-based grain bill. We did an overnight kettle souring with lactobacillus. Dropped it down to about three and a half, three point six pH. Really tartened it up a little bit. Boiled it the next morning, and we did about forty-two pounds of apricots in the um, wow. in the fermenter, as well as uh, we we did sea salt and coriander in um, boil kettle. So we working with uh, Union for this for this dinner for this beer pairing dinner. We we wanted to showcase case a stone fruit because it's summertime and that's what's in style and yeah we just wanted to do nice light apricot sour colin and i were both cursing under our breath over here <laughs> this is this is amazing, amazing. <laughs> thanks guys yeah. and it's it, it might actually be considered an imperial goza because it's about 5.4 percent whoa that's huge oh, oh, no, well, it's for, pretty big well, for the, for the stylistically, stylistically it's on the high end <laughs> yes. of course yeah 
Right. Now, is this something we can only find in your tasting room right now, or do we have to go to the beer dinner? Uh, and when, when did you say that beer dinner was? July 16th. Now, it's, is it a ticketed event? It is. Where do we get the tickets? Tickets will be available next week on both our website and Union's websites. Uh, we'll be advertising on social media, and you can also come into the Tap House to get them. Love it. All right. You know what? I think it's time that we put some music with this. Since it's Ghosted Goes with Apricot, let's do the specials. It's Ghost Town. It's the Rock and Roll Happy Hour on wow. 94.9. Ken, I totally yeah. understand why you hang out with these people uh, from Oceanside. They're, this is they're my very, tribe. They're very to the point. It is the Rock and Roll yeah. Happy Hour on Alt 94.9. It's Jeremy. <laughs> we just finished Ghosted. There goes uh, Apricot. It was absolutely fantastic. Really good food beer paired along with uh, the Saison, the Sazed and Confused Saison. Another great food beer. And uh, next week we can see those tickets pop up on your website and in your tasting room for that Union and Cindy's beer pairing dinner, right? That's right. All right, so um, now you told me this is your flagship IPA, and I love the smell of this. I could huff this beer for days. What is this? That is Amarillo and Citra that you're enjoying oh, there. Oh, I love it. You just put Citra on anything. Yeah, I'll that, drink the hell out of it. That's a match made in heaven yeah. right there. Yeah. Indeed. This is an IPA that's actually it's a base beer that's built for fruit additions. We ended up doing it for a couple of side parties as we were getting ready, brewing pilot recipes and all that. Wait, so hold on. When you opened, you didn't have like a standard IPA go-to? This was something that was supposed to be part of something else? Exactly. See, happy accidents like that are what make brewing so much damn fun. You know, my mom used to call me a happy accident. (laughs) That's something different, Ken. So we do have several IPA recipes. Um, Obviously, in San Diego, you have to come with with strong IPA recipes. Um, But this one just started surprising us. The more that we were brewing it and trying it without the fruit additions, it was really rounding out to be a really strong IPA. So we surprised ourselves and kind of rolled the dice because we thought we'd roll some different ones and we went with Golden Horizons. When we opened, we didn't have any flagships set. So the idea was just to run through the recipe bank, let it happen kind of organically. We went through this beer quickly and it was an immediate response that when this beer was not on tap, our customers were not happy. So we listened and it's always on. It's funny that you you kind of started with this as a thought of inoculating with fruit because there's almost a fruitiness on the back end of it. That's all just the the malt bill and the hops. It is it is really drinkable. It's almost like I I'm I'm imagining pineapple. It's it's very yeah. pineapple-y. If you, if you did scene. like a pineapple yeah. version of this, ooh, yeah. Woo! Like so a- you really are knocking it out of the park because this is the base beer for our pineapple IPA. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't like more pineapple? Fresh pineapple. The real boss is over here waving her arms going, come over here. What is so important that you have you have to wave your arms around while we're talking about this beer? I mean, from the beginning, I, <laughs> I wish I had like white letter boards up here to <laughs> put little inputs in all the time. You're the one responsible yes. for, for these uh, boys, aren't you? I orchestrate a few things. They are the creators. She's the adult. I, I was going to say, you, you're way undercutting yourself when you say uh, you orchestrate things. You yeah. are the adult for, she for no the cats. Right. Yeah. That is, yeah. The dumb cats. Yeah, yeah. So what what is so important? There's so much history behind this beer and why it's popular. But going into the fruit edition and our smaller system and everything, it is fresh pineapple. There is no extract or anything that goes into this. That is one big thing. Super great aroma. You get a slight hint of it on the back end. It's a great summer drinker. We opened up in October, so that was a big reason that we didn't want to put out that pineapple IPA. And... Before you get into Anne, you said events. Are you doing like uh, things at your tasting room? We are, and we're starting to do more and more. We um, actually have, the first thing that's coming up is we have the Oceanside Independence Day Parade. That is June 30th, and we are having a post-parade barbecue and beer event. We are just blocks away from the end of the parade, and so you just have to walk 
bike, drive, stumble, can stumble exactly. Yeah. Leave it's, your it's car. We have a big old parking so, uh, lot. Do yeah. some stretching before you go up there. <laughs> so you can't roll. You actually have to huff a little. Well, bit. Well, you roll back. But we actually share that our location with that boy good barbecue. Oh, oh that boy mm-hmm. good. Yes. And so you can fill your belly, sober up, and get your full fill of the 4th of July celebrations. On <laughs> July 13th, we actually have an event that we, we've played live music there several times. Uh, one of our favorite staff members, Ben, is in the band Taken by Canadians. And him and DJ Lexicon Devil will be DJing an event where, we, where we'll be having live music, beer, and just kicking off a whole bunch of stuff. It's a great local SD music that will be happening in in the tap room and we will be announcing more and more shows that will be happening because our entire staff are incredible musicians and we'll support them beyond the beer what's the website we can find all that at northernpinebrewing.com and we will also be posting it on all of our socials facebook twitter and instagram Aaron, bobby i totally understand why you brought her she's truly the brains behind this organization cleanup crew well uh <laughs> while she cleans you guys up we're, we're gonna finish off this beer and we come back um i, I love the name of this beer it's called rye god Rye. It is next on the Rock and Roll Happy Hour. It's Alt 94.9. It is the Rock and Roll Happy Hour on Alt 94.9. Supported by Mason Ale Works, your everyday beer for every situation. From Respecto Mexican Lager, perfect for a date at the beach to their rich, smooth, cash imperial coffee stout. Ideal for sitting around the campfire with your friends. Mason Ale Works has you covered. Definitely enjoying a studio full of my friends tonight. Of course, our San Diego craft beer evangelist, St. Kenneth Wright, is here with us. We've got Colin from PCH and Mammoth. And, uh, of course, the collaboration brew you did with uh, Northern Pine Brew. Did you make him rake the mash tun while... Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Good. Yes. With those arms right there, that oh, guy could rake for days. I made like 300 uh, pounds of oatmeal that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course you would repurpose the grain for your oatmeal. Northern Pine Brewing, our guest tonight. We've got uh, Aaron, Bobby, Annie, Chad, Joanna. We've got a whole studio full of friends tonight. The beers we've had, you need to try. Honestly, you need to try. Mm-hmm. Golden Horizons IPA, Ghosted Goes with Apricot, the hazed, uh, the Sazed and Confused Saison. We started off with a beer for Yon. Jan, I love you. Your beer was my favorite tonight. Your check pills, and you poured out something deviously dark. This is by far the darkest beer. Now I know, because Ken told me that just because it's dark doesn't mean it's heavy, baby. That's right, man. What is this beer? Ah! This is Rye God Rye. It's a rye porter. I need to know the name of this beer before we get into anything about the malt bill, get into anything about the flavor profile. Why is it called Rye God Rye? I'm guessing it has rye. There, there is you a know little what? bit of rye in it. I usually say this to Ken, but Colin, your mic is off. <laughs> there, there is a little bit of rye in it, Colin. Um, but <laughs> besides, besides, besides that, it was a rough brew day. Really? I mean, it was, it was rough. Well, um, rye, rye is, is difficult to brew with. You know, there's a lot of well, stuck I mash mean, with rye. A lot of things have, we, were, we were commissioning a new tank that morning that we were brewing into, and why would you do that to yourself? It's the way we got to do things. You sadistic bastard. <laughs> Schedule's and, tight. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> got to make that um, beer. Got to get it in the tank. Let's go. Let's go. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. I mean, I was standing on top of the tank, holding onto the main beam of the building, and got electrocuted. <laughs> well, well, Chad, our assistant brewer who developed this recipe, was knocking out. So yes. At the end of the day, we were just like, Rye God, Rye! <laughs> and that is how it happens. So what are, what are we expecting with this beer? I mean, it's dark, so it's, it's either a porter or a stout. It is, it's a porter, and um, we have a, it's a pretty heavy chocolate base. Uh, we did a pale, English pale malt, so we did a lot of Maris Otter, a lot of chocolate, a lot of uh, dark caramel. Um, oh, yeah. 
and then a good balance of rye just to kind of spice it up a little bit. Oh yeah, this is a good porter. I would, uh, I would, I would drink this with uh, yeah, thin mint cookies. You see, you got it. I would drink this with a bottle of rye bourbon, piece of chocolate cake. So now let me, that, that that's a good question. Are you guys to the point of where you're getting a chance to barrel age things? Because this would be really good in a mm-hmm. barrel. We we would like we're uh, we're working some avenues right now on getting some barrels. <laughs> is this part of your core lineup? You have this on tap all the time. This was another pleasant surprise. So uh, as good as that name came out from all of the fortunate accidents that happened that day, this beer was received very well. It's uh, It's been distributed locally. Um, there's some coffee shops that are loving it, and our customers are loving it. People come in, they make sure that we have this on tap, so we'll listen. We'll keep it on. This is along the lines of a Speedway Stout. There are so many avenues you can take with this beer if you want to put coffee on it. You can put coffee on it. You want to put chocolate on it. You want to put bourbon on it. I, I would love to have this in a cask, please. Yeah. Tell me, lends itself. Just to talk to your someday. boss. He's sitting next to you. Maybe he can request a cast uh, from uh, one me, of the sir, Northern uh, Pine. Do you think you can get a cast uh, for PCH? I think we have the technology. All right. Maybe maybe some coffee. Maybe some bourbon soaked oak chips. Maybe some vanilla. I love when you talk can get Jeremy out to taste. You know it. what? Yeah. We'll, we'll throw some lactose in there. We'll make it a white Russian. We'll call it a day. Then we can show the Big Lebowski all day at PCH. Boom. <laughs> right, all right. On this stroke of genius, we're gonna get out of here. You, you wanted to hear some Tom Waits? Ken is very happy. It's Tom Waits. So it's all 94. That was his time waits, by the way. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.